Can you believe it? It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. <laughs> As I will say at the end of the podcast, I am richly blessed on this day for I have circled the sun more than 39 times. <laughs> Welcome to Concafe. The epistle reading for this coming Sunday is Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, then jumping to verse 11 and 12 in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Short but powerful passage, and I'm calling the devotional Worthy of the Calling. Worthy of the Calling, and you'll see why as we read this passage together. If you're driving and listening, don't read anything. Just keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> And between the ditches. <laughs> Verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say gracias a Dios, or thanks be to God. Well, again, a happy and blessed Tuesday to you, dear friend. I thank God for you, and thank you for tuning in. I pray that God bless you in wonderful and awesome ways during this Tuesday, and that you do the same for him. This coming Sunday, most churches will commemorate All Saints Day. And what that usually entails in most churches is they will remember the saints who died this year and that will have a reading of the name. Some churches uh, have uh, an empty cross and then place flowers as each name is read. And if, you don't, if yours doesn't do that and does something else, that's good. Just good thing to remember the saints who have died. Now you're wondering, well, some of those people I knew personally and they weren't exactly saints. If they died on the Lord and believed in the Lord and were Christians, then they were saints. There was no Vatican vote <laughs> needed to be taken. Thank God for us. The biblical understanding, according to Paul, is all who believe and call on the Lord Jesus Christ are saints. Now, one of the things that I appreciated about our charge conferences when I was the district superintendent is that we would also ask for a reading of the names of those who had died since the last time we had been together as a charge conference. We just started this in the church, then we started having as, having as the district grew larger uh, what we call the cloud charge conference, a gathering of all the saints in that particular area that we call the cloud. Make it interesting, one year God had me ask, who is taking their place? There was silence. I believe very few, if any, district superintendent had ever asked that. Maybe very few, if any, pastors ever asked that during this coming Sunday. Maybe they'll start this Sunday. Who is taking their place? I still think that is a great question. As every year when a saint dies, they have left a vacancy that needs to be filled. 
Think about it. Some churches are now restaurants or dance halls or you name it because saints died and no one, no one took their place. And that is sad. Nothing sadder, in my opinion, than a closed church that has turned into something else. Now, this passage emphasizes then indirectly. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy appreciate the church in Thessalonica, now the modern city of Thessaloniki, Greece, which is now one of my favorite cities. A couple of years ago, a fine group of uh, members of First United Methodist Church in Gonzales and Nellie and myself went, and that was one of the high points, I think, of this uh, city by the sea and a uh, place where Paul did that ministry that is featured and remembered in First and Second Thessalonians. But back in the day, it was called Thessalonica and not Thessaloniki, but uh, incredible place. Now, these evangelists, the three that I mentioned, thank God for these faithful and fruitful people because of their faith, and as one version called it, their perseverance in holding to what God had shared with them. Their love of everyone for one another remains a model for all churches. Their love increased each day, as Paul is saying. I know, sadly, of some churches where love left a long time ago. And a church with little to no love is not a growing church. In fact, their reason for existing is questioned. This morning I heard a story I'd heard from Protestants, but this time was from a Jewish comedian. <laughs> he told of a Jewish sailor who was shipwrecked and for 30 years lived alone on a deserted isle. When a passing steamship saw his fires, they stopped to rescue him. His rescuers asked him how he had survived. He credited his faith by exclaiming, let me show you and walk them to a path which led to a clearing where there stood a magnificent synagogue. Wow, the rescuers exclaimed, this is magnificent. The man said, it took me 15 years to build. Then he led them to another clearing down another path and there they found another super magnificent synagogue. This worship space helped your faith as well, the rescuers asked. The man replied very angler, angrily, why I wouldn't dare step foot inside that church. <laughs> Are you one of the saints that blesses your church? Think about that. Do you do something on a regular basis that blesses the ministry of your church? Do you pray for your church? Do you contribute to the needs of your church? Do you witness about your church and the work that it's carrying on? Will your absence one day, many years from now, we pray, Will your absence be a difficult one to fill? Have you been ever faithful in spite of what has come in your life? Or have you been alienated away from fruitfulness because of challenges? The Thessalonians were praised by Paul for their, quote, steadfastness and their faith during all of their persecutions and the afflictions that they were enduring. It was prayer, both personal and those of outsiders like Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, that kept the church going onward and upward. Paul's prayer included the quest that God help them be worthy of his call. And that's in quotes, worthy of his call. Lord, how I relate to this need. Many pastors face doubt and even question their worthiness of being servants of the Lord. Many, not a few, many were the times I thought I would simply walk away and start over in a different line of work. I was shocked as I made friends among colleagues in my early days of ministry to discover how often they too thought about leaving ministry for something <laughs> less stressful. I even read of one who left ministry to become an undertaker because his new church, and I put that in quotes, 
did not talk back or question his every move. He also mentioned the dead were more cooperative. Our weaknesses, whatever they may be, are very well known by our enemy. And those are the areas that he attacks. I believe if we know our weaknesses and turn those weaknesses over to Jesus, he can make us stronger and more resistant to whatever wiles the devil may throw our way. I was told I would be a boring preacher by a fellow youth in my high school years. And thank you very much. Did that ever stay with me? I sought then to study under my internship with the best preacher in our conference in those days. He graciously agreed to mentor me. I was excited to be an intern under the Reverend Francisco Gaitan, Pancho, I came to call him later as a dear brother, friend, and colleague, and to do it in a church that would bless my life for many years, which was El Mesías, United Methodist Church in Mission, Texas. As summer approached, I got a call from Pancho, and he said, I have good news and I have bad news. Which do you want to hear first? Good news, of course, and those were that Pancho was being made a district superintendent and thus leaving at the time I would be starting my internship. If you couldn't guess, those were the bad news. But it also meant that I would learn under the Reverend Jose Galindo, who had been the district superintendent that Pancho would swap places with. I would end up doubly blessed as Pancho would be five miles away and I got to see him on a very regular basis. The blessing of Reverend Galindo was that he was an encourager a man who understood where I was and so addressed my needs and the two helped me from being a very shy, (laughs) boring preacher into an okay minister, an okay preacher. Not to mention that the Reverend Jose Galindo introduced me to the woman who had changed my life forever. Those two are now saints that I miss very much, Reverend Gaitan, Reverend Galindo, and I am eternally grateful to both of those gentlemen and the lives that they shared with me and my family. They made me worthy of my call, strengthened my power, and helped me in my work of faith. So dear friends, may this be a week in which we ask God to strengthen us and help us better understand the call to which you and I were called so that we may truly be worthy of that call. Let's pray. Loving God, for those who have died this year in our churches, we thank you and ask your comfort and peace on their family and loved ones. We ask that we might find ways to fill all those vacancies left by those who have been called home. We also ask that we might better understand our call and be made worthy by you. For it's in Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for joining us. I pray this has brought a blessing to your life, and I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. If this has blessed you, please forward it to someone you know needs um, a blessing or nudging. Here's your call to action for today. Hear this. Love those whom nobody seems to love, especially in your church. And while you're at it, love yourselves in ways that glorify God. Receive my love and blessings of peace and grace. I'm Pastor Radival Verde. On a personal note, I am so thankful to God for on this day and all the days that followed, God has allowed me to circle the sun 70 times. (laughs) I'm richly blessed by all the people in my life, including you all. I love you. Thank God for you. And may we glorify God on this very special day. 
And I can't forget that 60 years to the day after I was born, God blessed me with our granddaughter named Eliana Beth Garcia. Eliana, mijita, I love you. I thank God for you. Amen.